And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, we'll hear part two of the Burns and Allen show from 1941. Then it's a chilling Edgar Allan Poe story dramatized on the weird circle from 1943. By my side is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. Hey, what's happening in Hollywood? So there's a new reality series that's getting a lot of buzz. Yeah? Right? Okay. Not one I think you might be interested in, but Is it hosted by uh, a bunch of bees? No, not that oh, kind of okay. buzz. All right. It is called Labor of Love. Labor it's, of Love. It's in the works at Like Fox. we all have here. We're all doing this as a labor of love. This is a labor of love. Because we're not really getting paid much, so it's definitely well, a major you aren't, of love. But some of us right, are. Mike? Yes. <laughs> All right. This is a different labor of love. Okay. This is about yeah. a woman's quest to have a child. Okay. Oh, my. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. a little bit different than our labor. Yes, it's a it new... definitely has two meanings, labor of love. Well, no, they're all labor. Yeah. Okay. So it's a new unscripted series. It follows professional women who are in their 30s and 40s who decide they want to have a baby and realize that it's now or never. There's two choices. They can opt to find a partner to connect with, as we call it, okay. <laughs> or they can find a donor. Uh-huh. And so the inspiration for this show is celebrities who have done this in their 30s and 40s and even wow. 50s. They talk about Halle Berry and Katherine Heigl yeah. and Gwen Stefani, who have all welcomed children in their later years. Yeah. Um, and talking about this, they're questioning the new norm in society. Could this be where society is headed? Right. I don't know. The Mike answer, and I are going to go on the show. A- We're going to be donors. Um. That's right, an Mike? option. Sure. You could make the big bucks that way, Carl. That's what I know. I'm sure you can make more than you're making in radio. Probably. Especially if I was donating uh, you know, a baby to Halle Berry. She can afford me. Well, you're not actually donating a baby. Right. But uh, <laughs> A part of a baby. A, p- a piece of a baby. To Halle, to Halle Berry. Berry. I'm so sure. Yeah, that yeah. could be an option for yeah, you. I've, hey, it's a, it's a nice career. Uh, it's like a, the right turn to my career, but I mean, who knows? So I'm glad I brought this up for you. Thanks. You should really watch it. This. When is it uh, I don't know yet. This will be a new okay. series in the Keep fall me posted, called Labor would you? of Love. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Lisa. Labor of Love. I'll look for that. Uh, all right, you know what? It's time for the conclusion now to Burns and Allen. Let's go back to January 20th, 1941. Here is the Burns and Allen Show. <laughs> look, if you people don't stop, I'm going to walk out of here. Oh, George, me, I'll George, never come George, back. don't get so excited. I've got a right to be excited. Well, don't get excited. It's bad for your health. And the blood might rush up to your head, and the first thing you know, you'll see spats in front of your eyes. <laughs> Stop talking about spats. Can I talk about Rembrandt? Yes, you can talk about Rembrandt. Has he got spats? <laughs> He's been dead for 500 years. Are those his spats? <laughs> Look, I got dressed up. I went to the art gallery. I happen to love things that are arty. Oh, thanks, George. I love you, too. 
I had to bring that up. You did? I didn't know you were Artie's father. I didn't mean that! <laughs> Mr. Burns, if you'll allow a sound man to interrupt. Yes, what is it, four years at Harvard? How can you dare talk about art without mentioning the greatest work of all, the Mona Lisa? Oh, I've seen that, and it's really a pip. A pip? <laughs> a masterpiece. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In her smile, Da Vinci caught the enigma. Well, maybe he slept with his window open. <laughs> please, please. What depth, what beauty. Do you know why the Mona Lisa is smiling? Well, maybe while she was being painted, the brush tickled her. <laughs> Sound man, do you know why she's smiling? Yes. Being a student of the arts, I can tell what goes on in anybody's mind by the expression on his face. Now take Bud Heaston over there. He's wondering how to get his message over to the millions of people who are not aware of the fact that this is the only meat of its kind that is made of pork shoulder and has ham meat added. Oh, well, that's too easy. That was an easy one. But I'm still not convinced. What's Artie Shaw thinking of? He's thinking of the same thing that I am. Who is Ginsburg? <laughs> He's a great painter. Well, I can do that. I can read mine. You can? Well, yeah, I'll try it with Bud. Here, George, hold my knitting. Come here, Bud. Now, uh, Bud, concentrate. Um, close your eyes. Very close. All right. Ooh. Well, Gracie, uh, that wasn't on my mind. Oh, isn't that silly? I read my own mind. <laughs> uh, look, a sound man, what am I thinking of? You're thinking of Cobina Wright, Jr., Look, I told you a million times I have no interest in Cabina Wright, Jr. She was here last week, and that was the finish. I've never even tried to get in touch with her. Well, why don't you send her some orchids? I don't send girls orchids. Well, why don't you send her some daisies? I don't send girls flowers. How about a package of seeds? Look, I don't send girls anything. Only a chump buys flowers and, 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 and things like that for girls. What do you think I am, a clarinet player? <laughs> George, George. Yes? I just finished my brother Willie's sweater. Look. I see. Am I seeing things? Has that sweater got four sleeves? Oh, well, I hope that's enough. <laughs> well, what is your brother, an octopus? No, just a private. <laughs> well, why does he need a sweater with four sleeves? Well, that's what it said in the paper. Congress okays new equipment, and by next week, the boys will have additional arms. <laughs> Well, if I were you, I'd add a few more sleeves. Oh, See? you think so? Huh? Uh, come in. Why, Cabina? Well, look, everybody, it's Cabina Wright Jr. <laughs> Why, Cabina, this is a surprise. Well, George, I'm sorry to intrude now, but I simply had to see you. I just can't accept this mink coat you sent me this morning. A mink coat? A mink coat? Oh, well, uh, Cabina, that couldn't be from George. He said he wouldn't even give you a package of seeds. Please. Uh, Cabina, let me explain about the mink coat, you see. You're, you're, you're taking it the wrong way. Well, why don't you take it like my sister Bessie does? She just goes to the Brown Derby, buys a cup of coffee, and takes a mink coat. <laughs> you see, Cabina, I gave you that mink coat just as a token of her friendship. But I wanted it to be platonic. Well, platonic is pretty, but personally, I'd rather have mink or sable or silver fox or caracal. How about fitch? I don't like fitch. Good. Bones get stuck in my throat. Oh, I hope. <laughs> Oh, please don't be offended, George. I don't want you to think I'm a prude. I don't like prudes either. Good. The wrinkles get stuck in my throat. Oh, quiet. Uh, after all, Cabina. But don't feel too badly, George, because I will keep that nice quart bottle of perfume you sent me. 
He sent you a quart of perfume? Yes, and it's beautiful. It's the first time I ever saw Christmas night come in a seltzer bottle. <laughs> well, you see, Cabina, I thought it would be handy in case you didn't have an item an atomizer. Could sort of... <laughs> A quart bottle of perfume and a mink coat, huh? Brother, I quit. Why? One clarinet player on this program's enough. <laughs> now, Cabina, I think you're very selfish not to accept that mink coat. You're not only making George very unhappy, but all the other little minks, too. Look, Gracie. <laughs> After all, it took 250 minks to make that coat. And if you throw them all out of work, George will have to support them. He's already got a lot of relatives Gracie, I... So I always say Look, Gracie, how can you talk so much and say so little? Well, that's because I don't open my mouth when I oh, talk quiet, 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 quiet And George, weren't you going to extremes when you put that envelope in the coat pocket saying Enclosed, find hundred dollars for alterations? Well, I don't know what to say oh, I could never accept that But, Cabina Here's fifty dollars <laughs> Fifty dollars, Cabrera. I'm sorry, George. That's all there was in the envelope. <clears throat> well, you see, it was dark, and I wrote the note in a phone booth. Well, Cabrera, I think you're silly not to accept the George's offer. Why, why don't you accept George, too? George and Alfred Vanderbilt are exactly alive. Well, you certainly went by the way of Syracuse for that. <laughs> Alfred... <laughs> Alfred Vanderbilt and I... <laughs> Alfred Vanderbilt and I are exactly alive? Well, of course, he has blue blood in his veins. Mm-hmm. And yours is more like a greenish blue, mm-hmm. more like a brown sort of... Uh, white. Yeah, ooh, white, yeah, white blood. blood. Yes, yeah, I yeah. thought so. But outside of that, we're exactly alike. Gracie, stop helping me. There's one thing I don't like about Vanderbilt. He wears spats. Oh, well, then they're exactly alike. <laughs> Gracie, thanks for the help, Say, but I... Cabina, I wouldn't be so hard on George. You know, you have no idea what he's gone through for you. Why, he even went through an art gallery. Listen, bud. Yeah, bud, and he even saw a blue boy while he was still wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right, and he knows all about that great painter, Ginsburg. All right, ignoramus. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cabina, wasn't that masterpiece that you pointed out to me painted by Ginsburg? Ginsburg? That's Gainsborough. <laughs> well, I was probably thinking of that old vaudeville act, the three painting Ginsburgs. They used to make pictures with sand. No, very well. They were handled by Tom Fitzpatrick, a great actor. Uh, hey, Carbona. Uh, you're making a mistake not taking that minky. Oh, please, senor. It's not minky, it's monkey, aren't you, George? Stop helping me. And Cabina, won't you please accept this coat? No, George, I couldn't. And now I've got to get back to 20th Century Fox. And for being such a dear, here's a kiss. Well, come on, Cabina. I'll see you to the elevator. Now, don't forget the party next week. I won't forget. Hey, Rembrandt. So you don't send girls flowers, huh? You just send them seeds. Say, George, I know where there's a sale and you can get a dozen mink coats for $50,000. Yeah, with $100 bills in the pockets. You boys all finished? Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Was I invited to the party? Yes. Did I get a kiss? Yes. Did she take the coat? No. Look, wise guys, this happens to be my own little system. I take a $5,000 mink coat on approval. And it always works out like this. You see, no girl like Cabina could, would ever accept it. That makes me a big shot. 
So you see, Kabina... Oh, George, George, I've got some wonderful news for you. I've talked to Kabina, and what do you think? What? She's accepting the coat. Here, Kabina. Oh! Somebody pick up George. Well, Gracie, say goodnight. Oh, goodnight. So we're going to Kabina's party next week, huh? Yes, I know I'm going. I've got to get that coat back. It's on approval. No, it's not. It's on Kabina. It is. Now, good night, all. Join us again next week, same time, same station, for another Burns and Allen show with Artie Shaw and his orchestra and the smoothies. This is Bud Heaston speaking for Hormel and Spam, and reminding you to remember that cold or hot, Spam hits the spot. This is the National Broadcasting Company. That's the Burns and Allen Show from January 20th, 1941. Starring George Burns, Gracie Allen, sponsored by Spam and Hormel Chili. Uh, not your favorite, right? Not really hungry for Spam. I'll tell you though, I'm not a big Spam fan. Yeah, that's, that's hard to say. Yeah. But there are so many people out there that are fans. They there are different it. flavors now yeah. of Spam that mm. people continue to search for. Yeah. It's a big thing in uh, Hawaii, I believe. Really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Huge. So you know, yeah. each to their own. I now. have not contributed to the. Uh, to the spam uh, company. Sorry, spam. I just really have it. Hormel Chili now, that's pretty good. Okay. It's heard on NBC. Hope you enjoyed. Burns and Allen. Coming up, we have the Weird Circle. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360. It's time now for the Weird Circle. Let's go back to October 31st, 1943, for William Wilson by Edgar Allan Poe. Here's the Weird Circle. Out of the past, phantoms of a world gone by speaks again that immortal tale, William Wilson. Charlie Vernon, I thought you weren't going to come to my party tonight. Well, this is one party I wouldn't miss for all the cobblestones in New York. <laughs> now, you're going to announce your engagement to my old buddy, William Wilson. Well, that was supposed to be a secret until midnight. Who told you? The usual grapevine aura. No secrets in this clubby little group. Now, where is Bill now? In the library. He hates crowds, you know it. Well, he wanted to be alone for a while. What? What was that? Come on, Nora, let's find out. Well, I think it's in the library, Charles. Bill! Bill, darling. He's wounded. Get a doctor, somebody. I'll call the doctor right away. What happened, darling? If I were a detective, I'd say he tried to bump himself off and miss. Be quiet, Charles. Oh, Bill. It does look like attempted suicide, doesn't it? It's all so strange. So strange, there's nothing strange about this setup, old boy. A gun in your left hand, a bullet hole in your left side. Pretty neat. Are you enjoying it, Charlie? Well, I can't say that I'm not. I came to suffer through your wedding. Who knows, I might stay and enjoy your funeral. Really, Charles, your sense of humor's out of place. You hate me, Charlie, don't you? Boob like you never could stand a guy with brains. Brains? Those muscles in your head are so twisted they look like handcuffs. Why did you do it, Bill? All right, you've got to believe me. I didn't. I didn't do it. 
Oh, dear, Billabin, why? Come on, William Wilson. We want the straight goods for a change. But I didn't. I... You might die, mister. Put your cards on the table. My cards on the table. <laughs> you wouldn't believe me if I told you. None of you would. It all started back in college. When you and I were rooming together at the fraternity house, Charlie... There was one night you were sitting at the desk studying and I was trying to shave. I was peering in the mirror at myself. Why are you getting so slicked up, Bill, old boy? Got a date. With Dolly Maysfield? Cute little something, isn't she? Oh, Bill, she's not your type. Well, she's good for laughs. You don't need laughs every night. What would you suggest? Oh, gee, Bill, if I had your dough, I'd... Well, I'd work hard at college and meet a nice girl and think about getting married. Ouch. I almost cut myself. Oh, I mean it. It's about getting married, though. So you mean it. What do you want me to do? Bury myself? Well, no, but... Oh, gee, take, take me, for instance. I know I'm a dope, but I got just enough money to see me through college. And... Yeah, I know. The $3,000 your old man left you. You're a boob to spend it in this place. You'll wind up with a blank bank account and a dirty piece of parchment to show for your trouble. You've got the wrong slant on life, Bill. I have. Listen, stupid. You've been seeing Laura St. Clair for three years now. She's alive with money. If you'd get on to yourself, you'd spring the question, put her in double wedlock, and get your fingers on that money. I'm in love with Laura, Bill. Love, love, love. Rot. I'd never touch a cent of her money. You're crazy, Charlie. Well, old boy, I don't want to be late. Hey, hey, Bill. Hmm? Have you met the new boy in the house? What new boy? A freshman just came in today. Sounds fascinating. What about it? Well, nothing, except he's got the same name you have. Are you kidding? No, I just thought you'd be interested. There can't be two William Wilsons. If there is, there won't be for long. Boy, what an ego you have. Well, great Scott, fella, you waste more time talking than you do anything else. Yeah, which all adds up to the fact that you want me to stay home and study tonight. Nothing doing, Charlie. I got a date with my dolly. Night. That was the first time I ever heard of the other William Wilson. The knowledge that he existed rankled in my soul. That evening, as I stepped out into the hall and walked halfway down the stairs, I was stopped by my double. He looked just like me, or rather like a poor imitation. I felt from the first that he was my evil genius. He didn't act like a freshman when he said, Hello, I've been waiting for you here in the hall. You've been waiting for me? Who are you? I'm your namesake. You can call me Wilson. There's nobody home at the fraternity house except you and me and Charlie. I thought it would be a good chance to get acquainted with you. I'm sorry, I'm busy tonight. Bill. Where do you get that Bill stuff? It might be worthwhile getting acquainted with me. What do you want, anyway? I'll walk you down the stairs. Don't trouble yourself, Wilson. You might be better off never knowing me. I might be, but... Uh... Save it, I said. See you some other time, Wilson. Charles! Oh, Charlie! Uh, something I can do for you, lady? Oh, yes. I'm I'm Aura Sinclair. I promised to call for Charlie Vernon tonight. Would you call him for me? Well, you're Aura Sinclair. Oh, yes. Well, uh, all right. Oh, would you tell Charlie I'm here? Well, uh, I would if I could, but uh, he's not in. Oh, but he promised Imagine he... him forgetting a date with a nice girl like you. 
Oh, that's strange. Do you know where he is? Yeah. I mean, well, gee, Miss Sinclair, I don't think I ought to tell you. Is he out with another girl? Well, now that you've guessed it, I guess I'll have to say yes. I see. I'm sorry. I don't look like that. Suppose I see you home. Oh, that's not necessary. It'd be a pleasure. I'd do anything for Charlie. Come on, Bill. Is that you again, Wilson? Yes, it's me, Bill. Don't you think you ought to stick around here this evening? Don't you think you ought to mind your own business? Maybe you are my business. What? Stop ribbing me, fella. I don't like it. Come on, Miss St. Clair. I think you and I will have a lot to talk about. This is awfully nice of you. But I don't even know your name. Uh, William Wilson. Don't forget that, my sweet. The one and only William Wilson. That's how I met her. We spent the entire evening together, Charlie. We had a lot of laughs. It was well past midnight when we said goodnight to each other. And I was about to go home when I remembered that I hadn't even called Dolly Maysfield to tell her I couldn't make it. Knowing Dolly's temperament, I decided to drop up to her apartment, even though it was late. I knocked on the apartment door. That's the first portion of The Weird Circle. More after these words. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now back to The Weird Circle. Well, well, well. Look what the breeze brought in, Mr. Heartbreaker. Aren't you going to even ask me in? I ought to never talk to you again, that's what. Who do you think you are, Mr. King of Siam? Oh, that's the way you feel. Oh, wait a minute. Come on in, Bill. I, I've been worried stiff about you. That's more like my doll, baby. Got a kiss for me? Sure. I got a kiss for you. Oh, Bill, I, I love you so much. Come here. There, Dolly. Where were you, Bill? Um, where was I? Don't you trust me, darling? Sure, I trust you. I had something important to attend to. Uh, come on, give us a smile. There. I like to see you smile, darling. I like it a lot. Oh, I do most anything for you, Bill. I'm glad to hear that, because I've got to ask you a favor. Anything you want. I want you to stay away from me from now on, baby. You and I are through. Through? Oh, Bill, what are you talking about? Don't joke with me. This is no joke. I'm serious. I'm giving it to you right from the shoulder, kid. But you're joking, aren't you? No, I'm not. I found the girl I want to marry. She's class, Dolly. Real class. With plenty of money. You get me? He'll never marry her, Bill. She'll find out what a cheap four-flusher you are. He's and then tell I'll tell her. I'll tell her a lot of things about you. You pretending to have so much money and borrowing from me all the time. Pretending to be such a big shot when you got holes in your shoes. Shooting off your mouth. Shut up. Shut up, Dolly, before I make you shut up. Nobody's going to tell anybody anything. That is, if you're smart. And I think you are. Okay. I know what everybody thinks of me. But I made up my mind to marry Aura. And nobody was going to stop me. I saw Aura every day and every night after that for the next three weeks. Things went according to plan. 
I thought I was rid of Dolly Maysfield for good until... Well, you remember that night, Charlie, you and I and Wilson were sitting around the living room of the fraternity house chewing the fat? It was all Wilson's fault. I knew from the first time I saw him he was my evil genius. And you were saying... I just can't understand it, Bill. I've been calling Aura every night, but she won't talk to me. Yeah, that's how women are, Charlie. Why don't you tell him why, Bill? Keep out of this, Wilson. It won't make any difference now. Said, mind your own business. You are my business, Bill. What are you talking about, Wilson? Ask Bill why you never saw Aura the night she was to call for you. Ask him. Go on, Charlie. Bill? Well, what did Bill have to do with it? What difference does that make now? It's all over and done with. Aura's not interested in you anymore, Charlie. She told me so herself. You... You dirty double-crossing... Sit down, Charlie, and cool off. Why don't you write Aura a letter and tell her the truth, Charlie? Well, what's the use? But I'll get even with you someday, Bill Wilson. Don't think I won't. I'll answer it. Hey, you make a good doorman, Wilson. I told you, Charlie, to grab the girl while you had the chance. You didn't tell me you were going to stick a knife in my back. A smart guy gets what he wants in this world. Is William Wilson in? You have to be smart, yes. like me. He's in the living room. Thanks. Bill? Oh, Bill? Well, look who's here. If it isn't the doll baby yourself. Hello, Bill. Hello, Dolly. Meet the boys. This is Charlie Vernon. The doorman is my double, William Wilson. Hello. How do you do? How do you do? Tell you what I'll do for you, Charlie. I'll give you the doll baby here in exchange for Aura. How's that? That's fair. You make a man sick, Bill. Bill. <laughs> Bill, I gotta see you. Well, you see me. How do I look? How alone, I mean. I told you not to bother me anymore. Oh, please, Bill. If there's any pity. Pity? <laughs> sure, I got pity. Where'll we go? Anywhere you say, Bill. How about the river? Hmm? How about a nice walk down to the river? Sure, Bill. That's a good place for what I want. That's just about perfect. We walked down to the river, Dolly and I. For a talker, she was silent that night. I knew she had more up her sleeve than her pretty white arm. We got to the edge of the river. We sat down to watch the boat steam by. Bill, I can't live without you. So what? I'm going to give you one last chance, Bill, to be a decent guy. You're going to give me a chance? <laughs> what a laugh. Oh, Bill, don't you know what you're doing to yourself? You're trying to marry a girl that ain't for you. You once told me that you and me was cut from the same piece of cloth. Yeah, I once said a lot of things. We are cut from the same piece of cloth. You're a no-good bum, but I, I love you. Oh, we could help each other. You could go straight and be honest and hide and work right with you every inch of the way. Nobody else would do that for you, Bill. What do you expect me to do? Chuff $20 million into the lake for you? Listen, Dolly, don't try any tricks. Bill, please, please, You don't darling. fit into the picture anymore. Don't you get it? Oh, what'll I do? Who cares? Why don't you kill yourself? Make it easier all the way around. You wouldn't care? Send you a dozen posies. If I jumped in the river, you wouldn't care? Why should I? Oh. Watch me, Bill. I don't think any man's as hard as you pretend to be. So I'm watching. You've held me in your arms. You've kissed me. 
You said you loved me. Doesn't that mean anything? It did when I said it, I guess. You can never tell what a guy's going to say. Can you really watch me, Bill? Even though I love you. I can watch anything, baby, when I'm sitting on $20 million. Watch me, Bill. What? Ah, you fool. Jump and get it over with. You can't bluff me. I love you, Bill. Don't forget that. Sully! Help! Help! I can't swim, Bill! Help me! Well, it was your choice, kid. You picked your grave. Now die in it. Nice work, William Wilson. Nice work. What are you doing here? I tried to follow you. I have a feeling I'm a little late. She wanted to kill herself. I wasn't thinking about Dollyville. I was thinking about you. Don't give me that stuff, Wilson. I don't go for it. I'm always thinking about you, Bill. But you're too smart to allow anybody to help you. And I'm afraid it's too late for you to help yourself. Cut it out, will you? Cut it out. Let me worry about my own soul. If it's damned, then I'll be the one to suffer. Not you. Not you. Dolly was dead. Nobody knew about it except Wilson. I knew he wouldn't tell. At least I thought he wouldn't. I don't know why, but I just knew. And there was only one other person in the way of my plans. That was you, Charlie. You were in the way, and I had to get rid of you. It took me some time to plan the right attack. It was right after mid-years, remember? How could I forget? I was alone in the room with you, Charlie. I was toying with a deck of cards. Stop that shuffling, will you, Bill? I gotta shuffle him. Gonna play some two-handed stud with Wilson. I'm nervous enough waiting for the mid-year report. You'll pass. Don't worry. Well, if I don't pass, what happens to me then? I got $1,000 left. Not enough to pay for any full year's course anywhere in the country. What makes you so sure you flunked? You know why. Still thinking of Aura? Sure, I'm still thinking of her. Day and night. Bill, isn't there a decent chord in you somewhere? Why don't you go to Aura and tell her the truth? <laughs> why don't you? Hello, Charlie. How are you, Bill? It's about time you got here, Wilson. Sorry, Bill. I hate to keep you waiting. Have a seat. What do you want to play for? Name your own figure. Well, how about a five-dollar limit? Good enough. Want to sit in on a hand, Charlie? No, thanks. I couldn't. Game of stud would be good for you. Take your mind off your troubles. Well, the stakes are sort of high. Well, maybe you'll win some money. Heaven knows you need it. Okay. Well, I might sit in for a while. Cut for deal, Vernon. It might bring you some luck. Don't you ever lose, Bill? Not very often, old boy. Not very often. Want to bet again? Easy, Charlie. Quit now while you've still got $600 left. Well, I can't quit now. I can't. I, I tell you, I gotta win. I, I gotta. Let's double the stakes. Double it, triple it. Any way you want, Charlie, old boy. Three o'clock, Bill. It's not up to me to quit. I'm the winner. It's up to Charlie. How about it, Charlie? I haven't got much choice, have I? I'm flat busted. Well, that's tough luck, Charlie. That's real tough luck. You've got my girl. You've got my money. You've got everything, haven't you, Bill? Just everything. You shouldn't gamble if you can't afford it. Come on, Charlie. I got that check. 
for the full amount, $1,108. I haven't got that much money in the world, and you know it. Give me a thousand, then. I'll take an option on that empty soul of yours for the rest. What's the matter? Are you going to welch? I don't welch. Where's the pen? There it is, Charlie. Don't get sore. Give it to me. Make it out nice and clear, huh? That's a boy. Here you are. Thanks, Charlie. Where are you going, Charlie? As far away from here as I can get. I'm going to get a job. A good, honest job. Someday I'll be back. And I won't forget you, Bill. I'll never forget you, no matter how long I live. Someday I'm going to get even. Keep your shirt on, Charlie. If you'll pardon me, good night. <laughs> nice work, Bill. Keeping an even score. What are you talking about, Wilson? The three aces up your sleeve. And the cards from the bottom of the deck. If you saw me, why didn't you tell it? I don't have to. Other eyes are watching you beside me. Many other eyes. Eyes that keep the records of our lives. So I cheated you, Charlie. You didn't even know it. You left town and it was clear sailing for me. All the way. Yeah, it was clear sailing. Right to the altar. At least almost to the altar. Except for one thing. But you didn't know, Bill. One little thing. I left the fraternity house that night, but I didn't leave town. I went to Aura's house, and I told her the full story. Charlie, this isn't a new story to me. All along, I've known Bill's pretty rotten. But I'm in love with him. I'm horribly in love with him. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I'm fascinated by him. And yet there's something almost appalling about him. He's crude and earthy and... How can I make you understand? I think I understand, Laura. Sometimes I wish I'd never met him. You'd have been better off. And then again, I'd... I'd die without him, Charlie. That's my answer. I'm so sorry, my dear. It's all right, Aura. Someday I'll be back. When you need me. I don't mind being an old shoe for you. I'll be back, and I hope you've gotten open by then. It was a right touching scene. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you still got a chance, Charlie, if that doctor doesn't get here soon. But you still haven't told me who... Bill, what happened tonight? Well, I graduated from college, and you and I became engaged. And you sent out the invitations to this ball tonight, to all my old friends, even to Wilson, the one man I didn't want to see. I was standing in the ballroom a little while ago, watching you, Aura, when Wilson beckoned to me. He was in the doorway of the library. Somehow or other, I felt drawn to it. I, I, I had to go there, even though I didn't want to. I walked in, closed the door behind me. Hello, Bill. What do you want? You know what I've come for. Why don't you turn on the lights? Are you afraid of the dark, Bill? What are you talking about, Wilson? The world you'll know will be dark forever. Are you trying to threaten me? I don't think I have to threaten you. You threaten yourself by your mere existence. Who are you, anyway, William Wilson? 
Don't you know, Bill? Stop looking at me that way. Think back, Bill. Think back a long way. Remember, Dolly. I don't want to die, Bill. I just want to threaten you. I don't want to die. I love you. Remember her screams and your laugh. Remember what Charlie said. You'll pay for this someday, Bill. You'll pay for it. I warned you. I've warned you many times, and I never told on you. Do you know why? I don't care why. Think hard, Bill Wilson. Think hard. I'm the only one who knows the truth. I'm the only one who stands between you and success, William Wilson. You carry a gun, don't you, Bill? Don't you? What's the difference if I do? Why don't you kill me? Kill then you. nobody will know. Hate you. Love you. Hate you. Love you. Hate you. Yes, I will kill you. I will. There can only be one, William Wilson. <laughs> There's never been more than one, William Wilson. Uh, I'm wounded. I. Uh... I aimed the gun at you, at you, Wilson. Wilson. Wilson, where are you? Wilson, I'm alone. Oh, no, no, no! I couldn't have dreamed it. I couldn't, I couldn't. And that's the entire story. You don't have to believe me, but it's the truth. Here's the doctor, Bill. Now just lie still, son. Don't try to move. I, I don't feel sick, doctor. I'm just stiff, sort of, sort of paralyzed. You know what I mean? Now let's have a look at this. Hmm. Hey, doctor, how bad am I? Just lie still. Yeah. Doctor, is it? There's a sudden pain, doctor. Doctor, I felt fine before, but oh, 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 oh. I'm afraid it's too late. The bullet lodged near his heart. The exertion of talking was too much for him. If, if he hadn't talked, Doctor, would he? No, my dear. He must have had a lot on his conscience to have held up this long. William Wilson, I'm waiting for you. Come along, Bill. Wilson, what are you doing here? Just waiting for you, Bill. Waiting so that two halves of a soul can be reunited. Come along, Bill. Take my hand. Your hand. So dark here, Wilson. So very dark. Yes. I'll have to lead you. And we've a long journey ahead, Bill. An awfully long journey. On the road back. From the time-worn pages of the past, we have brought to you William Wilson. Bellkeeper, toll the bell. And that's the Weird Circle from October 31st, 1943, a program called William Wilson by Edgar Allan Poe is heard on NBC. Let's take a break, then it's more on Hollywood 360.
More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, this is Sarah Knight Adamson. I'm the national film critic for the website sarahsbackstagepass.com. I'm a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association in L.A. and a voting member of the Critics' Choice Film Awards. Coming up next, you'll hear a film review of a movie that's playing near you. Only the Brave. It's rated PG-13. It's based on the heroic true story of the Granite Mountain hotshot firefighters in Arizona. We learn of the events that happened to 19 firefighters who died in 2013 while fighting a fire that's one of the worst in our nation's history. Let's take a listen. We got one slide open. You know what we're training for? Hot shots get to engage the fire directly. The SEAL Team 6 of firefighters. If you give me a chance, I won't let you down. Sooner or later, the fire's going to come knocking in our hometown. We've been training for over four years. With amazing performances by Josh Brolin, Miles Teller, Jeff Bridges, and Jennifer Conley. Here's another clip. The fire gets past our line, it goes to our town. Burn over seconds away. It's going to feel like the end of the world. As long as you can breathe, you can survive. Thank you for the past few months. I'm sorry. We're going to take the fire head on and save our town. Come on! Y'all are heroes. The bottom line, I'm way in. Three and a half stars out of four. Wow, what a great American movie. You'll see true heroes at work in a grueling job that requires insane hours and stamina. Director Joseph Kaczynski shines a spotlight on the brotherhood of the firefighters and the bonds that are formed. At times, the fire scenes are so realistic. They were terrifying. Joss Brolin gives one of his best performances, This is an outstanding film. Check out all of my reviews and interviews on sarahsbackstagepass.com. See you next week. Hi, this is Carl Amari. These classic radio shows are direct from master recordings and digitally remastered. It's very important to me to offer you the best sound quality. We license these classic radio shows from the owners and estates for the privilege of using their master recordings as our source material so that we can pass that great sound quality on to you. Oh, you can find classic radio shows sold on the Internet from companies that are not authorized to sell them, but you'll often be disappointed by the inferior sound quality. If you enjoy listening to and collecting great sound quality classic radio shows, we've set up a website just for you at ClassicRadioStore.com so you can enjoy them anytime, anywhere. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to download your favorites to your smartphone, computer, or any listening device. We offer thousands of digitally remastered classic radio shows, uncut and unedited, including the original commercials, delivered to you instantly via digital download. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com and start collecting all your favorites in brilliant sound quality. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next week, we'll celebrate Thanksgiving with the Abbott and Costello Show, Casey Crime Photographer, The Great Gildersleeve, The Life of Riley, Father Knows Best, and Suspense. From my team here at Hollywood 360, thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.